Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at Steve Diddy, NFL on Twitter and of course follow the group at UK Packers. As usual, I'm joined by my old buddy, my old pal, my brother from the same mother, maybe from a different daddy. It's at Daryl J. O'Brien. Yeah. Um, what's yeah. going on, potential brother? Hello mum, hello mum, if you're listening, we're sorry about that. Sorry about um, that, dad. Oh, hi Steve, what's going on? Just a quick one of these. Oh. Well done, well done yeah. Packers. Well done. Well done. You nearly That's called the score for a while. What did you say? Five points, and I was looking five that way points, for a while. Yeah, and it was a bit squeaky bum for me. Um, didn't enjoy the last two quarters of that match mm. in any way whatsoever. Um, but we expected this, I think. I didn't expect, to be honest. I think we texted halfway through and went, "This is going okay," um, which yeah. was the death knell in the game. Um, but I think if I was going to summarize this game in a couple of words, I'd say, "Great." The defense did too much work too leaky MVS dropped the ball special teams made mistakes the offence went to sleep um, but we still beat a playoff team on the road by three scores Yeah, and I think you're going to run down through some stats later on that actually shows that how we beat a playoff team on the road by three scores mm. when we were deficient in almost every area I think is worth going over it's deadly too that the Bears got into the playoffs by losing I mean it's just a typical yeah. standard well, Bears response but that's the response. other thing like, but the Bears they were up for this in a big way like we said they would be. They, this was not just a divisional game for them. Yeah. They would they weren't to know unless someone got the comms halfway through, you know, basically in the last few minutes of that game that they were through even though they'd lost. They were playing this game to win. Um and they didn't. So that, you know, it, and their game plan was pretty solid. It was pretty good. It was pretty well executed. We went yeah. to sleep and we still beat them by three scores. Yeah, as you said, and the stuff that you called out is uh, that's uh, it's Packers tradition now. MVS drops one. Yep. Uh, the internet goes yep. crazy. Uh, he catches one. The internet goes crazy. Uh, the offense goes to sleep for a while. Do you know what as well? Uh, and not to get into it too early, but MVS is amazing, right? So he caught the pass and everyone, the MVS fans come out and go, oh, I see, I told you, go shut your face. And then he drops a pass and they're like, oh, no. <laughs> and then oh. the other crowd like dive onto that and go, ha, I told you so. See, he's tapped. We have to release him. That's him. He's so terrible. And it's Google just, uh, search, how to delete a tweet. Do you know what it's like? It's like... Um, what's that um, something side story what's West Side Story you know they ah, all like yes. start jazz handing over to each other that's yeah. how I imagine all these trolls on um, oh. Twitter when they go back and forward on it. Uh, I, I think it's so, like I, it's just too classy for trolls trolls just mm. sit on their bridges and tweet Twitter is what it is um, and that's what you expect but look MVS is, will do this to you this is his he's had all season now and this is basically ceiling right I mean there's a guy who can you know rip the top off a defence he can make them play honest uh, he could be a legit honest to god he could be a legit number one well more of a legit number two I guess but, but with his role but a legit number one um, in the sense that you know he just tears the top off and you have to be honest with him and he will cut you and he's a good route runner his routes are great, um, but yeah. it's, his hands are terrible. Uh, well, not terrible, because that's the thing as well. I mean, there's all these stats out there like MVS has more, uh, you know, X, what is it, 10 plus, 20 plus, 30 plus, 50 plus, whatever the, the metric is, yards, uh, than anybody else plays, than anybody else in the NFL since he came into the NFL. So he has that big playability. And I think that if he was more dependable with his hands, they'd probably get him involved an awful lot more. But unfortunately for him, what ends up happening is is that Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers throws that ball. It couldn't be any more perfect. He drops it, which again gets him murdered online. Um, 
and then Aaron Rodgers has a brain fart for the next two plays had he just thrown to somebody else or went back to MVS and he catches it and we all just move on with our lives but the the whole thing stalled and then everyone's like oh we'll see MVS after destroying the momentum of the game as if putting it down to him why Aaron Rodgers was banging the ball into Eddie Jackson's hands you know I had a tweet yep. written from the group account and I decided not to send it but it was like people who've dropped the ball dropped an Aaron Rodgers thrown pass this game MVS and Eddie Jackson because it was just it couldn't have been any more perfect I just thought that yeah. would have been seen as negative well I think that's true on. I think it would be yeah. but like, if you look at it it's 72 yard touchdown in one quarter it drops it for what would have been a 53 yard touchdown in the start of the third and that did result it only resulted in a punt that time Yeah. so we got out of jail a little bit on that one the worry about MVS is he has these flashes of brilliance mm. the problem is, is that if he does cock up like this in the playoffs we could get punished by a lot more than a punt by a team better yeah. than the Bears it did result in exactly the point where the Packers fell flat but let's face it in all the games where they don't play four quarters and for most of this season there's been one game where they've played for four it tends to happen around that time it tends to happen um, just at the beginning of the, the third quarter they just fall asleep and it, it takes a Matt LaFleur inspired drive at the end to pull them out of the fire all the time but I suppose MVS was one of my bad points the special team as well they're not they're not doing us any favours. The kickoff was, you know, I mean, the initial kick from Crosby was just a bit of a joke. It was just a mess. It wasn't terribly well handled either by the Bears, but they got out of jail on that one. But the Stetavon Austin one, really, where they fumbled a punt return. You know, the Bears, again, all they got was a field goal out of that, but that could have that could have been way more costly. And in a game this tight yeah. against better opposition, I'd worry about those two areas costing us. I just love it, too, because I was reading some of the Bears... Um rundown of the game and they're like oh you know Mitch Trubisky didn't do that bad and the fact what was the what were they saying they're a legit playoff team because they could stay in it with the Packers but if you look at the stuff that we yeah. gave them like first off yeah. that challenge where uh, he didn't have his foot out of bounds so it shouldn't have been brought back on the first play of the game yeah. where it was so that's number yeah. one that was a refereeing gaff. Yeah. then the other one was the Tavon Austin fumble so the fact that he fumbles that ball away and then they end up getting that possession there. Now, again, you can drill down further into how many points did they get from all of these things and all that, and that's, that's fair enough. But the thing is, they hung in there long enough because there was all of these mitigating factors like that and then mm. the brain fart moment with the MVS drop. And it's amazing too. I mean, you look at Aaron Rodgers' record and his rating in that game, he was perfect and then MVS drops yep. that ball and then he isn't perfect anymore, which is more ire to come MVS's way. But look, I'm a, f- I'm a fan of him. And, but I, I at the same time, I know what type of player that he is. I know what potential that he does have, which makes it more heartbreaking. But I, I think it was Andy Herman on Twitter put up uh, DJ Shark, Shark, um, DJ Shark do 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 on uh, for no, the Jags. <laughs> you've got to edit that out. Oh my no. god, I'm sorry, if, listeners. If this hasn't been edited out, I'm sorry. <laughs> I did try. I tried. But I yeah, tried. Yeah. It's an earworm. So there, have that for the rest of the day. Um, but they looked at him and the drops that he had, and the fact that MVS had sort of you know less receptions, not by dropping them, um, more yards and way more touchdowns than DJ Shark did, and he drops more. You know all this type of stuff. And you, look, you can compare it that way. But either way you know if he catches some of these balls or some of the other wide receivers um, and went in well then Aaron Rodgers touchdowns on the season would be even more historic than they are now but look that's just the way uh, the game that's goes the way to cook well you know the, the Bears were saying we stayed in it with the Packers for most of the game like that's kind of a that's you can say that if you like but the stats really tell a lie to that I mean I'll mm. just take two that stood out to me in a big way is that the Bears held the ball for 11 more minutes than we did yeah. and they had 30 more plays than the Packers and they couldn't win that game, you know. In ba- and you know, as you alluded to at the beginning, they had 
they should have won the game on the stats alone. If you'd have just put the two put the two teams together and go pick a team, you'd have picked the Packers to have the better stats. Yeah, than it's one of those things you don't really get Pepsi and Coke and you say taste one and what do you think it is? I mean, you know, so let's have a look at the stats real quick because that's that's an important yeah. point. So first downs, the Bears had three more first downs than we did. Uh, they had three times as many rushing first downs. So we had three, they had nine. Um, they were they had more um, third downs. They went five out of six on fourth down efficiency. They'd more plays by almost double measure, so 44 to their 74. Um, they'd more yards, total yards. We had 316, they had 356, so 40 more yards. Um, they'd one more drive than we had. Uh, they'd more passing yards than we had. They'd more completions than we had, almost by double again, 19 to 33. Um, they had more turnovers than we had. They had two. We had the one interception, which was pivotal, by the way, that Adrian Amos one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as absolutely. you said, they had more time of possession as well um, in the sense that we had the 24 minutes, they had 35 and a half minutes. So yeah, on paper, when you look at that, they should have uh, trumped us. But it's down to the likes of, and this is these are the anomalies that we're kind of talking about here, is that it's efficiency and how well Aaron Rodgers was doing. He was completing everything he was throwing, so he didn't need to, to do it. There was the time zapping... Um, drive in the fourth quarter as well and as well as that the Bears kind of shot themselves in the foot too because they'd have a seven or eight minute drive and it'd end in nothing um, or a field goal uh, so the defense really stood up there and the the person with the most receiving yards for the Packers Marcos Valdez Scampling uh, two receptions yeah. uh, three targets along a 72 with 87 yards um, on the day so you know MVS because I, I saw one tweet that was just like just get rid of him now and it was that whole thing of Mark Daniels when he said to Matt LaFleur at that time oh how can you live with him this is how you live with him because he comes down with two yeah. receptions one's along a 72 so yes he drops the and yep. I would put pivotal one but it's not really because we still ended up no, putting still up won. double scores on the Bears yeah. like, I mean it's yeah. 35 to yeah. 16 me and you were tasting a nom nom during the game well that's it and another thing to say about the Bears as well it's not so long ago we couldn't get a look in against the Bears and you know we're winning the, We put it this way Packers fans today expect to beat the Bears every time we come up against them and that wasn't always the way oh no sport. the 80s if you look at those, barren land yeah, I mean you look and you look at those those stats there it's one but you've just plucked out a few it's like join the dots you join them up that's how we won Yeah. and there was an awful lot of very good work there as well and there was actually a few things that I wanted to pick out as well I think we need to stop and talk about Rodgers like he's MVP without a doubt now I know he this isn't to be all and end all for him but it's great that he gets it I mean if you look at some of the stats I think I was reading something and he has he currently holds 15 individual stats for the NFL at the minute the ones that I that jumped out at me immediately were completion percentages 70.1 yeah. That's massively high. You look at his touchdown passes, 48. His total touchdowns, 51. I mean, the guy is a machine when it comes to what he's at at the minute. And in that game alone, he completed 79.2% of the passes. Averaged 10, 10 yards a pass. He got 35 points out of 44 plays. Hmm. That's an awful lot of points for very little. You know, and it just goes to show he he's very economical now with the way he plays. Um, I actually want to highlight the defense as well. And I know... They, they seem to struggle at times, but I did see an awful lot of consistency versus what we saw last week. So they stood up and they closed down on Henry. Uh, they did the same to Montgomery, and Montgomery was prolific again, but they only reduced him down to 68 yards and 22 carries. That's, pretty, that's a pretty good effort after last week's effort on Henry, yeah. which I was pretty pleased with. I didn't see much wrong there. Um, they, the, the defense stepped up when they needed to, I think. They were on the field for 74 plays, but they got two takeaways and then the fourth down stop, obviously, which made the difference when it mattered. Mm. And the Packers scored a touchdown after each one of those stops. Again, that's pivotal. That you know, for, for, for the first time, we're actually seeing the defense and the offense work in proper tandem. And I really enjoyed that. I saw a lot of consistency there. Kenny Clark, I mean, absolute hats off to him. He was brilliant. Yeah. 
bidding block, disrupting plays. I mean, was did Snacks ease him in a small bit? You know, did he ease the pressure a small bit? I, you know, again, I haven't looked at the tape to see exactly what was going on there. But I have to say, Kenny Clark played with a man that had a lot more space and a lot more time than he's played in quite a while. And Kenny Clark's no, you know, he's not a shy guy. He gets in there. Yeah, and that's the thing about adding pieces. I mean, once you add a piece, even though it doesn't seem to be having that much of an impact or, you know, they're not getting the splash plays or sacks or any of that kind of stuff, you still have to devote resources to them. Rashan Gary is is one guy that sort of kind of comes to mind with that. He's not a guy who, you know, he's coming down with five sacks a game, but he's so disruptive um, in in the in the defense. It's unbelievable. Uh, Zadarius yeah. Smith as well. I mean, there was one play someone put up that showed when Jimmy Graham was put on to block him and he he got absolutely annihilated. And um, but and that speaking of him, I mean, there's there's an example as well. Jimmy Graham when he was with the Packers, he didn't do a whole lot, mm. but he was still able to stretch the field because people still respected him. And that's the same as it is with some of these players on defense and MVS um on offense. I mean, you know, you might sort of think, oh well look, even if the ball does go his way, he's gonna drop it anyway. Like think that at your peril uh, because yeah. I think he has something like seven or eight drops on the year whereas everyone's like oh well he, he, like he drops 50% of stuff thrown his way he totally doesn't yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. look enough about him Devontae Adams had quite enough night but he still ended up breaking Sterling Sharp's record so and 14 games there like crazy that's unbelievable what, what would his stats look like if he had those games at the beginning back yeah um, you know, there's always next season. But uh, and the other good point as well, I think we have to take um, our hat off to Lafleur as well. He's now 26 and six since taking over. Mm. That's back to back, 13 and three. Three. Uh, horrible. Thirteen and three. Numbers. <laughs> 13 and three seasons and two first round buys in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I have to say the drive call in the fourth was my um, standout piece of work from him uh, to date. Well, in that game anyway. Of course. That you're going to have the boo birds out there now that are going to start saying, "Well, yeah, that's great. He's had he's had these first round boys in two years in a row, and he's yeah. done nothing in the playoffs." And well, this this yeah. could be the year he does it. And as well as that, uh, that's the playoffs. I mean, that's just what happens. You know what I mean? Like, yep. again, people have been spoiled with the whole Tom Brady, Bill Belichick thing. Super Bowls are really hard to do. From the mouth of Aaron Rodgers, he even says consistency is one of the hardest things to do in the NFL, to try to come out and win week on week, which is what the Packers have been doing. I love that as well, that they're talking about these uh, coach of the year candidates and LaFleur isn't even mentioned. And then someone said yeah. today, oh yeah, well like, you know, he he has to get an honourable mention. Like, what are you talking, he's one of the most winningest coaches in his short term career. And do you know what I hate as well? They're like, yeah, well, look, he has Aaron Rodgers. Hold on. So this is a team. So on one side of people's mouth, they say that they don't have any weapons at receiver. And yet, at the same time, they're like, oh, well, how's our... Like, Mike McCarthy had him as well. How did that go? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just, it's so it's so annoying where it's, they can't do any wrong. It's like the whole Brady-Belichick. They had to break up and go their separate ways for people to actually, you know, give any one of them credit on their own. And even then, that's not fair because it, sometimes it's a melding of, of people all coming together. Look at Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he was a guy who was, we were told, um, and it was you could see it from the tape and the stats by the way I'm not sort of like trying to shunt this on to other people but his stats were declining um, and people were like oh, well is he past it now he's not as mobile he was getting injured more um, there was there was character issues where there were sort of all these hit yeah. pieces were coming out um, and you know the rolling his eyes and I've said it a billion times but Mercedes loses on a podcast telling them that Aaron Rodgers was rolling his eyes when McCarthy tend to play in now if you look at what McCarthy's doing with the Cowboys mm. people are like oh no wonder he was but at that time it looked pretty bad the optics weren't great um, so now LaFleur comes in and just as you say regularly on the podcast I mean this is a team that is fully bought in this is a Hall of Fame quarterback who's fully bought in um, and it's absolutely zinging yeah. and it helps that Devontae Adams has reached like you know in Buddhism where they've reached enlightenment that's what these crew have even Aaron Rodgers tapping his helmet 
and pointing at him to say we're on the exact same wavelength. There's something a bit more intangible than just sexy mo- pre-snap motion. I mean, this is schemes. It's players being on the same page. And if we're putting up these scores, Daryl, um, I, I wouldn't know where to put myself if the defense were performing as well as they were last year with the with the gelling stuff. Now, arguably, they're performing better, right? Because they're still in the top 10 category. I think they were uh, top seven defense coming into this game. So we can't fool ourselves yeah. there either and get sort of caught up in the media tropes um, or uh, Twitter. But if I can just pause here, and I've been talking for ages, but something that I just absolutely burst my face laughing at uh, was a tweet about MVS. And it was... Uh, someone had said they were they were dogging into MVS. I think Aaron Nagler put something out about like, oh, MVS is, you know, great or whatever. Um, and someone said, no, get rid of him. And he said, what, you mean the Packers aren't ahead without MVS? Correct. You know, just being facetious, which is brilliant because he's yeah, roasting yeah. them, right? Yeah. I fully agree with Nagler here. But your man goes, I mean, let's hold our team accountable with a playoff game potentially next week. Mistakes like that don't win Super Bowls. And you know that. And this guy calls himself um, Jorty Nelson. But he gets back with this uh, good point. If people on Twitter don't hold their team accountable amongst other people on Twitter, that will definitely affect their on-field performance in the playoffs. And he definitely gets a win from me because it's just, it's so arbitrary, isn't it, that we all get on um, Twitter and everyone's like, just like, that means nothing. Like, you know, you're postulating and pontificating and who cares? It's all very narcissistic. It's just as important as shouting at the screen when they're playing. You know, they can hear you. They don't care. You're not that important. So, but I have to say, when Aaron comes out with stuff like that, it always makes me chuckle because there's so many people getting burned on Twitter. It's fun to see some, it's fun to see some getting taken down. But yeah, I mean, I think that's all we can really say. Uh, Interesting though, I think before, I think let's not look to the playoffs yet because, you know, we don't know much about it just yet but if you look at our home and away for next year it looks pretty interesting pretty manky we have bears vikes and lions obviously home and away then we have the rams the seahawks the browns the steelers and washington football team does washington football team not sound like yellow pack it's like it's like brands or it's like store brand football <laughs> like the team. aldi one you know, it doesn't even have a name yeah. anymore it's just like it's the washington yeah football it's like team. the drinks that just go energy so, drink it is what it is we don't do any yeah, marketing whatsoever yeah. you drink this you might have a heart attack and die but that's what it is professional football team um so hopefully they'll sort that out soon enough obviously for good reason why they changed but anyway so that that's going to be a pretty tough it, a very tasty um home games you'd love to be there in person for a couple of those i'd love to personally i'd love to go and play the, see the steelers and washington come to town but, um, yeah, well, I tell you what, what see. always strikes me every year, and of course, we all fall into the trap of doing it, but you look at the teams coming up, right, and you go, oh, this game's a loss, this game's a win, this one's going to be tough, and you're kind of thinking, yeah. look what happened to the Niners this year. I mean, this was a team that were yeah. like, oh, no, that's the benchmark, no, if we don't perform, and you're yeah. kind of like, is it though? Like, and I know they had injuries, but that's what happens. Oh, no. <laughs> well, you said that, and it wasn't correct. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's one of those things, and you look at... I don't know, Washington like sort of surprised people. The Eagles were seen as a potentially good yeah. team. I mean, yet, look, it happens every single year. There's some. I always dredge it up for the radio appearances every year, talking about how many teams made the playoffs this year that weren't in the playoffs last year. And it's always something like 40 to 50%. Because teams churn yeah. and turn over. People get, people get injured. Teams just become better for no reason. The Packers stay consistent, of course. Um, but, you know, there's always stuff yes. that happens. So this whole thing of like looking and going, oh, well, that's a tough stretch. And you're kind of going, but how do you know, though? Yeah, you, you don't, don't know. know. That's what makes NFL actually one of the greater team or one of the greatest sports to support is because it isn't the same four teams year in year out. You can bet your hat that a, you know a quarter of what you pick is yeah. wrong. Oh, 100%. Year. No matter how no matter how good at this you yeah. are. Um hence why I came 7th 
in my NFL fantasy That's league. the reason. I would slag you off, but I didn't. That's uh, the come, reason. I didn't do much better. I did do better, but not much better. But like, and, and here's the last point about that type of thing, right? You look at the Titans and you go, oh, the Titans is a tough game. And they did really well. And here's a team who has like one of the best receivers uh, in the leagues. So like that last play he made, uh, AJ Brown, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Henry goes above 2,000 yards. And like he's even close to breaking Eric Dickerson's record by the looks of it. He was just, he was rolling. And I think um, so yeah, I think in time will. for sure. Like, but I mean, the guy's an absolute yeah. beast. Um, Ryan Tannell, I think, threw forty or forty plus touchdowns as well. So he's right up there in the echelon. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I mean, he's mentioned in the MVP. So here's a team that you look at them and you're like, oh my god, like you know, this this team could absolutely yeah. destroy people, and they are. But then they come up against the Packers, and we go, oh well, this is an acid test game, and then all of a sudden the Packers like absolutely pants them on TV. So you're yeah. four quarters yeah. team, so real. Yeah, it was like it was still my game of the season so far, and for that reason, because everyone was going, oh, we're going to lose that game it's the one game we're going to lose this year and you're going eh, yeah, eh. It's, <laughs> we're going to struggle in all the yeah, easy ones exactly mate. <laughs> I mean it's so hard to predict and that's why you can look at a team like the Tennessee Titans and they are a great team even in season and you still end up um, you know trousering them but that's what we have to worry about I guess with the bye is that there's two camps right one that you want to play in the first um, round of the playoffs because it keeps you kind of fresh and keeps you going but I don't think for, for the Packers you can give up home field advantage in Lambeau Field just for a set of fresh legs and you would hope that this team is up for it um, especially oh, do you yeah. know what the best motivation for the Packers is what happened last year to be honest I mean you know you're coming out and you're saying we have all mm-hmm. the advantages now it's kind of bad that they're going into it not as underdogs because I think we perform better almost that way when people are writing us I off I think so um, yeah. Yeah, I but think still so. I mean what a what a place to be I have a couple of tweets and one video in particular that I'm definitely going to crank out of a couple of the boo birds and naysayers. Now, I don't like to call anybody out and make their life miserable, but it's just this person came out and they're a media pundit and they came out with some nonsense video that I had to uh, grab when it came out because I knew it would probably be deleted later. I haven't checked if it has been deleted, uh, but I might release a YouTube video. And honourable mention, there's 60 seconds with Steedy videos that I'm going to put up on YouTube now. Just really running down through some stuff really quickly. Uh, nice, interesting topics. So go to youtube.com forward slash UK Packers to catch those as well. There'll be more content there. I'm still waiting on the March to come in um, with the Christmas period. Everything was disrupted. It, you know, it's it's somewhere across the IRC. Um, so I'm waiting for that to drop before I do the... Um, the Patreon draw well it's not really a Patreon draw you can you can jump in as well there's going to be limited tickets for public sale as well but believe me when I say there's some absolutely class items in there I've added multiple items from the legend that is Mason Crosby he needs to get an honorable mention there doesn't he because he didn't miss a single field yep. goal all season which is like no, historic again not, not, not one ridiculous not one. we won't mention yeah. the extra points yeah. but when it comes to no, no don't mention those no uh, well, uh, look I, I'm, again I have a soft spot for Mason because he is consistently personified apart from the missed points but let's face it we have him there for one major reason and that major reason is to kick those field goals and he, oh, he does yeah I mean you never have to worry about it you know you can crank him out when it's a 50 nope. plus yarder and he does it I love him because he's been on the podcast a couple of times let's face it but I love him because he's the all time point scorer for the Packers and a franchise that's been going for um, 100 years uh, plus and then uh, he had that sort of the yips that year and there was all this talk about yeah. you know he took a pay cut effectively to come back they stuck by him and he repaid them in droves and as well as that I mean the guy was ridiculous in high school and college as well and it was just that one year that sort of tainted his career but what a dude do you, do you think it's because he's so um, he's you know he's such a nice guy and he doesn't like to show off and he doesn't have an ego that that's why he leaves those extra points behind yeah, probably it's like what they used to do with that's... the tapestries years ago wasn't it back in the the Bayou tapestry yeah. they'd put a stitch wrong because only yeah. God is perfect that yeah. whole thing maybe that's yeah. what it is maybe he's got a massive ego and he thinks he's like oh, <laughs> no, let's not go there but anyway um, yeah absolutely. so I mean I'm, I'm yeah. happy I'm happy 
it wasn't it wasn't a great game but we previewed this on quick snaps and we said it was going to be like this and it was it was uncomfortable viewing but in the end they got the job done and that's the sign of a good team let's put it this way we're 13 and 3 deadly right? yeah the Bears are 8-8 eight and, eight and they're still in the Rapid. playoffs. It kind of tarnishes the playoffs for me a small bit. I'm going, come on, what do you need to do not to get into the playoffs this year? I know, yeah, <laughs> especially with the NFC East. They were trying their best not to get yeah. in. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's one of those things. Anyway, a, a little while back, did you just say quick snaps? Oh! oh. Sorry. It's uh, mandatory. It's a legal requirement. But anyway, uh, I think that sort of wraps up the podcast. We can get on. We might do some form of quick snaps. Probably not looking ahead to an opponent we don't yeah. know we're facing, but maybe to just do a little fun recap or maybe we'll just make it all skits. Yeah. I hope people heard the skit. Well, I got some nice feedback actually on the Aaron Rodgers skit. People were saying that they were, uh, you know, chortling up their cornflakes. Well, here's a question. Here's a question for some listeners. If they want to drop us a line and try and tell us who they thought was playing which character. So we had three characters. Yeah, right. We had the secretary. Yeah. We had the Dublin guy doing the uh, the job interview, and we had ah, God. Jesus, so we'll yeah. you. you can't go leaving in little lines there to try and throw people off the scent. You have to guess which one of us was doing which character. It's like that thing they used to have on Irish radio. I remember they used to get like, uh, who was it? People won't understand the reference if we say it's two Irish. But remember your man Gif Groby used to do like uh, Tom Cruise, but then he had a, a Hector character yeah. and he got the real Hector guy in and people couldn't tell who was who. Uh, maybe, maybe that's what people think about the podcast anyway maybe they think I'm just talking to myself here and it's like some sort of fight club that to be honest after growing up with you it wouldn't be surprising <laughs> no. you, you like to talk to yourself in order for you to win an argument you had to talk to yourself ah! <laughs> well it hurts anyway um, nice. there, I can't even bring you on the goddamn <laughs> podcast and I get nothing but abuse <laughs> this is ridiculous I'm going to cut your mic off so here we go um, at Daryl J O'Brien give him a follow you're rather still rather new to Twitter when did we stop saying that and stop trying to drove up um, followers after I beat the Kardashians in followers right. so a couple a couple, couple more weeks, weeks and then a few there. more weeks yeah. and I've been at Steady the NFL the Paddy Packers so racist on Instagram as well and of course go to patreon.com forward slash UK Packers to get in on those draws coming up the places are very limited now uh, because there's a nice few patrons in and thanks to the new patrons that we've got but anyway until some form of quick snaps quick snaps Jesus Christ I'm doing it um, doing it so hard <laughs> there's some things you do and don't edit into the podcast I think when it gets this late you just leave it all in and see who catches oh just leave, just leave it in. in yeah I mean if anyone's offended I'm, I yeah. apologise so we'll not. not so that's it two quick snaps peace